Hey, welcome back to Embodied Millions. This is Danielle Margrap, your host. And oh, it's a heavy one, which I guess it necessarily doesn't need to be a heavy one. But we're going to talk about surrender as the pathway to create more space for receiving. And I guess it feels heavy to me because Surrender is not necessarily something that my mind or my body or my spirit wants to ever do. (laughs) Surrender is really almost like giving up or quitting. It's this sense of, you know, pulling out the white flag and letting my opponent win. Right? Like, I can't imagine that, that Uhtred in the last kingdom would ever surrender. Right? Like, he is just, he's such a warrior. And while most of us have, I think we've, I mean, and I'll speak for myself, but I, I think that if you can relate to this, then you would identify as a warrior yourself, which is we fight. Right. We fight. We raise our swords. We fight. We move forward. We, we, something takes over us that is bigger than our fear. And we just move forward in, um, in battle and we will conquer and we will slay the dragon. And what's really interesting as we just had the, um, Chinese Lunar New Year, which we are now in the year of the dragon. This idea of dragon being all about new beginnings and transformations. And, you know, for some of us, that means like really stepping into our power and to the, into the prosperity and into the, you know, the riches and the manifestations. And, I've been really working with this idea of surrender as a strength to create more space to receive. And it is not easy. It is not easy. Everything in my instinctual body, right, wants to push back, right, wants to push back. And so I've had to do lots of deep work around this idea of surrender and like, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And what does that feel like in my body? And what are my thoughts? You know, my thoughts start racing and what's happening there in my mind. And it's so layered, like there's just so many layers. And so let's just go slow and break down some of the things that has really come into my awareness more recently around this idea of surrender. So, of course, the initial surrender is met with resistance, right? There's just all this resistance around the surrender. And it doesn't feel safe, right? There's just this inherent feeling of surrender doesn't feel safe because surrender means that, you know, I guess in my mind's eye, it's almost like I'm going to go limp right? There's like a limpness in my body, which allows me to not be in contraction. It allows the intensity to release. And if you are someone who is used to surviving, right? So, you know, 
I think on some of them, we're all surviving, but I think surviving in that you're always holding consciously or unconsciously, you might not even know you're doing this, but you're always holding a contraction or an intensity in your body. Then this is going to feel really fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, because you're, it's not, you are not moving the same way. Like we can't move the same way, but the way we're moving no longer works. Right. Like that contraction, that intensity no longer works. And it's actually now working against us, which maybe at one point it was working for us, but now it's sort of working. It's not working for us because it's not allowing us to grow and expand the way we require. And really when we're tense, right? There is this sort of, I don't know. To me, it's like a, it's like a shutdown of unavailability. Right. If we, if all of our tissues are tense, we're unavailable for anything other than holding the tension. So when, when we surrender, right, which is in my, in my own body, right. And I would imagine in your body as well. Surrendering means allowing ourselves to relax long enough that we can create space. And when you're going through what I would consider transformational processes like a breakup, like a reorganization of friends friends or friendship groups or people in your life, um, maybe relationships and family, um, maybe transforming relationships that you're in into new new paradigms, new patterns right? Not doing it the same, which of course takes two people. It's not just one person. So that could be tricky because the other person would also need to be all in on let's do it different and has to do their part, right? For that to work, which we have no control over, which can be very uh, constricting and, and feel sort of this, you know, we could feel the pushback of that. We we need to definitely bring the mind in to think differently, right? We need to re-pattern not just the body, but the mind, because the mind is going to say, this isn't safe, or it's going to keep going back to the loop of whatever you're perseverating on or obsessing over, which is ways that the ego is going to just be grasping more contraction, right? It's going to grasp more of that tension. It's going to grasp the attachment, right? We know that it's the ego when we're in attachment. And even though I always knew that, and I've been, please, I've been studying Jungian psychology since I was in my early 20s. Um, I, I, I've done shadow work. I know, I know, I know the ego work, right? And there was something about it. Um, I was doing some research and, and I was just thinking, Oh my God, the attachment is the ego. The attachment is the ego. And how many times do we get attached to an outcome? Because the, that it makes, we make it mean something about us. We make it mean something about us. And it was so profound to, um, come into that, to see that to to recognize that from a different perspective because 
The opposite of attachment is, of course, surrender and space. And so when we surrender and we create more space, we're now in spirit. We're now in the flow of spirit. We're now in the flow of source. Now we can be in our manifesting, right? So when we cut someone off, right, whether you ghost them or you stonewall them, it's a bid for control and it's all ego and it's all a way to be in control, right? It's, it's sort of an avoidance tactic of I'm going to dig my heels in and you're not going to make me right? You're not going to make me look at myself. You're not going to make me talk to you. You're not going to make me answer you, right? Whatever it is. And same goes for if you're the chaser, right? If you're the chaser, if you're chasing someone, right? You are now in a bid for control or in a bid for respect, in a bid to be seen, in a bid to not be abandoned, right? We're in this bidding war Right. If you're, if you're, you're just perseverating energetic, like mentally, you are energetically still in an energy of attachment. And that energy of attachment is so futile, draining, exhausting, depleting, and will essentially cut you off from the speed at which you could actually manifest and create what you want. So how do you do that though when there's such strong emotions? Maybe you're feeling really hurt. Maybe you're betrayed. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you are, um, maybe you're angry or raging. Maybe you are in denial <laughs> and avoidance, right? When maybe you're frozen, you know, you're in that functional freeze of like, I'm just going to binge Netflix and I can't even do anything but, you know, get from my bed to the couch to, you know, whatever, the refrigerator. Well, the thing is, is that we need to come into the moment, right? We need to really come into the moment to get, to start really being able to move anything. Right. We gotta, we gotta really be able to move it. And one thing that I have recognized is that moving it mentally is definitely part of it. And moving it in the body is definitely part of it. Like you can't do one or the other. You can't move it mentally without moving it physically, without moving it in the body too. And that includes emotions. So emotionally being stuck in that emotion doesn't work right? Emotionally acting from that state of stress, hurt, right? We need to process. We need to process or get stuck in there. So you know probably how to process emotions already, right? Like you need to process these emotions. We need to move this energy. So as much as you don't want to, start with a 10-minute walk outside. I will tell you, I did a 30-minute walk last week against all odds because I didn't want to do anything, and it really did help. It really did help. Um, 
how else can you move to actually physically get it out? Right? How does your body want to move to process? I mean, it could mean curling up in a ball and crying your eyes out. You know, crying is so cathartic. Over the weekend, I went to my very first ecstatic dance class. And one of the reasons why I went was I have this, I had this feeling of like this just pit of grief in my, it was like sort of between my heart and my belly. And it was like the size of a grapefruit. And I thought, my God, I can't get rid of this feeling. How am I going to, I got to move this. I got to transform this. And I've done, I did all the things that required non-movement, like staying in bed or watching TV or eating foods that were not good for me, but comforting, right? I did all those kinds of things. And then um, a friend said, want to get together on Sunday? And I was like, yes. She's like, how about we go to this? And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yes, even though it's against everything my ego is telling me, right? My ego is like, you're going to look like a fucking fool. But part of what I know to be true is on this path to millions, right? Whether your millions are dollars or whether your millions is be living this prosperous life that you feel like a million bucks, right? Like whatever it is for you, I 100% know that when the soul, when the soul says yes, it can override the ego, right? And so my soul was like, yes. I know I have to do this, even though my ego was like, no, this is dumb. You're going to be so embarrassed and humiliated. And I went and I was definitely feeling very tentative. Um, I, st- I was really uncomfortable. I was feeling very self-conscious. And then it was there was lots of drumming and I love drumming. And I closed my eyes. And I just went with the music and it was like I was the only one in that space. And I, and I stomped and I grinded and I groaned and I moved and I slithered and I, you know, I rotated my hips and I, my arms in the air and I just, it was just so potent and so powerful to just move without judgment, to take up space to allow myself to be too much right to to give myself permission to be and do whatever i wanted in that space it was really 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 powerful and while that while that was a fully expressed version of myself i don't even think all of myself, but I think part of myself that has been so um, hidden, suppressed, out of safety for myself, wasn't safe, to surrender like that deeply to my body, to surrender that deeply to the music, to surrender that deeply to the part of me that needed movement, that needed to create space. I actually transformed that feeling, that big grapefruit feeling pit in my, in my, in my self, in my chest, in that chest belly area, right? It just transformed. I don't think I got rid of it, but I think it changed form yesterday. 
And it allowed me more space to sink in and surrender, knowing, yeah, you're going to be okay, right? This is all going to be okay. And I think that our biggest block, which I don't really buy into blocks, but I think our biggest, I think we can, I think blocks in terms of nothing's blocking us, but I think we can definitely block ourselves in that we can't see. It's like a blind spot. So I don't know if I'd actually even want to call it a block, but it's like a blind spot. And our biggest blind spots to ourselves is is ourselves, is that we don't want to feel. And so when we feel the bad stuff or what we consider to be the bad stuff, there is a contraction mechanism in the body that says, no, 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 this is not safe. This isn't going to feel good. Shut it down, squeeze it off, pinch it off. And this idea of more deeply embodying and embracing by surrendering is definitely a courageous path because it's not easy at all, at all. Nothing about it is easy. Like, you know, listen, if you're scrolling, surrender, let go, um, you know, just move on, you know, like whatever those things are. It's, it's like, those words make it seem like it should be easy. Those words make it seem like it's like we're desensitized to the actual process because everyone's moving so fast and quick. And I am, I am guilty of that myself. I like things to move fast and quick, right? And so when it comes time to surrender and slow down, I am the first one to go, no, 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 no. We have a lot of life to live. Let's hurry up. We got to go faster, right? But when we go fast, <clears throat> we actually slow everything down. And when we can slow everything down, that's actually when things really start to pick up because we become more aligned. And when we become truly aligned, we are in the flow. We are in the flow of all that is meant for us instead of trying to swim upstream. The hardest part to this, I believe the hardest part to this is we cannot control anyone else. As much as we can have a vision and see what's possible, we cannot control another person. And we can be very hurt by people who don't get us, don't appreciate us, don't respect us, don't respect our work in the world. Um, and some people are doing us a real favor. You know, I believe that people often take things personally that are not personal and it makes them take action that, listen, ultimately it's all for us and in alignment, but I think far more people are actually less invested in having relationship than they are just trying to cut off all the toxicity, right? Like, so let me say that another way. I believe people are so amped up to hurry up and cut out the toxic in their life because they never deem themselves as, as toxic <laughs> that they cut off people that 
are present and available for true relationship. And here's the deal. Relationship doesn't mean never having conflict. Relationship doesn't mean never having hard conversations. Actually, quite the opposite. When you are, when you love someone or you're invested in someone, and this is a friendship, this is a relationship, this is a marriage, this is partnership, right? Like whatever it is, when it matters, you have the hard conversations. When it matters and you value someone and you're invested, you have the hard conversations. You, you, you are invested in the transformation and the growth because that is what a relationship is for. When you're not invested and you are in assumption and you're in judgment and you're in criticism and right, you, you're just unsubscribing. Right. And that's fine because we're not maybe all meant to be in relationship. And so obviously it could be doing us a favor because why would those of us who want to be in relationship in any way want to waste time on people who are not invested? And sometimes it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, right? Like it doesn't mean, and I want you to know it's not you. Like it's not you. And I think I have fallen into that trap more times than I can count thinking, what did I do wrong? It's me. I'm doing it wrong. I must be doing it wrong. I must be the bad girl. I must be the bad one. I must have done something to cause this. Oh my God, that was my mindset as long as I can remember. And I think sometimes it still could show up, you know? Because that's like, I mean, that's a pattern from, that's like a lifetime of a pattern. But being aware of the pattern, right, creates more space for us to choose something different and to look for another expansive way to look at it and to dance with it, to move with it. And so when we're looking at this idea of surrender, what if we can also apply that to those old patterns of thinking it's us? Because it's not you, right? It's not you. And as aware and conscious as you are, the idea of this surrender is going to create so much more power, so much more of you being able to embody your true identity in the world, in your work. It's going to allow you to be fully expressed, not only in voice, but in the way you move, in the way you hold yourself, in the way you carry yourself, in the way you engage with others. And that is how you will be at a different frequency. I mean, that is an energetic shift and it is an upgrade. And, and I don't believe anything that upgrades like that doesn't feel like a death because ego is dying. Another version level uh, iteration of the ego is dying because we need to now kill that version right off. That version of us is being killed off. So this more expansive part of us is growing. Like we're just being rebirthed out of this, you know, universal, you know, egg. It's like we're cracking this egg open and it's like, oh my God, here we go again. It's almost just feels like, like how many more times can we be reborn in the same lifetime, right? Because there's so many iterations on the growth path. 
Listen, if you choose avoidance, if you choose to not see it, if you choose to stay in the pattern, and sometimes we're not consciously choosing that, this is going to be a pain that you relive over and over and over and over again. I've done it. Oh my gosh, have I done it? Right? And there's another way. There's absolutely another way. But in order to allow yourself to be in, even if, even if, the relationship could be salvaged, right? Say, say whatever the relationship is can be salvaged. Your attachment to whatever you need to surrender can be, right? You're doing the surrender work and it can be salvaged. You do need to surrender that there has to be another way, right? So even if it's not the person, it's there has to be another way. And when we're, when we want, when we have big goals, when we're striving for, have big dreams, we want to make more money and we want to create more impact and we want to have this prosperous life for ourselves and be wholehearted and be truly in our well-being, right? Because prosperity really is about well-being. You are, it's all about you knowing that everything then will need to change. Everything needs to shift and there has to be a new way to move with it. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, so I feel very complete on this topic for now. I think that there's way more that we can talk about, but for now, I'm going to um, stick a pin in it and and be complete on this idea of surrender. Uh, would love to hear your sense of surrender, what you're surrendering, and what are you surrendering it for? Like, you know, we don't let go of something without putting something else in its place. So I would love to hear that. The other thing is, is we have a brand new six-week program open called The Gateway. The Gateway is actually uh, six weeks of high-touch coaching, and we work on, we have six portals that we will take you through, and it's to get you out of the overwhelm and confusion as you create this upgrade. As you step fully into embodying this identity and of really being a sacred feminine leader, a visionary leader, a, a version of yourself that truly must walk her talk. And we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about your nervous system. We're going to talk about, um, sacred feminine frequency and how when we actually surrender to that, we tune into a frequency that is so magical, so potent, so powerful that you see symbols and synchronicities and messages from the divine, from source, from spirit, all around you. Like you can't escape it. And so if you are interested in signing up for the gateway, we have that link available for you. Uh, check it out. If you have any questions about it, let us know. Um, we start, uh, today, right? So we start February 13th 
but um, we will be taking um, enrollment and w- everything will be recorded and you will be part of a uh, a group where you get coached in between sessions. So not just once a week, but in between sessions, asking all your questions. It's like having a coach in your back pocket, which I think is pretty cool. I think that level of support is required as we start to move in this way of creation, of expression, of sacred feminine embodiment, of movement, of safety, of being able to move our emotions and allow more space for more wealth and more abundance and more money. And ah, I love it all. All of it is just so, so good. Okay, I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye for now.